Hey, everybody. We've got Kirby Komen here from Hempire on the show. Welcome to the show, Kirby. Chase, thanks for having us, man. Of course. Of course. You know, I really like to jump into it right out of the gate. And uh, I usually don't go this deep, but one of the one of the things you mentioned in the in the questionnaire we sent you was your mother's passing and how that impacted you and your view of cannabis and i just wanted to kind of come in right out of the gate and ask you what what what's that story and how did it impact you know what empire has become you bet man so uh my mom she she ended up passing from uh pancreatic cancer um cannabis ended up being one of her last resorts you know we we grew up uh, knowing from knowing, you know, it was a drug, uh, don't, you know, stay away from it. It's the devil's lettuce. Although, I mean, I, I started growing when I was 13. Um, but you know, uh, ended up being a last resort is because the most recent research and development over the past, you know, this is back 10 years ago. So looking at, uh, 10 years ago's research has just shown that it does have medical uh, benefit. And, and we tried to, uh, you know, encourage her to try it out during her last days. And uh, for me, my, my look on it is that it's more of a dietary supplement. For me, it's something that your body thrives on. It's something that gets your body to, you know, homeostasis. It's something that should be in everybody's daily intake. A lot of people don't know, you know, back before 1937, you used to consume it in the meat that you ate, the poultry, the cows, the swine. Well, they were fed hemp and the phytocannabinoid found its way into your body through the meat you ate. So what, what we're, our mission is, is, is really just about reintroducing that um, cannabinoid back into your daily intake. Uh, you know, for, for me, it, it did bring my mom relief at, at the end of her times. Um, but it was at that point, it was too late. So for me, I think that it, it being a daily, daily vitamin, daily intake of it is actually going to be proactive in, in me. I, I, I take CBD, uh, our products daily religiously, because I know that I'm very confident. I'm not going to get cancer. I'm not going to get Alzheimer's, all this other stuff that, you know, in the neuropath, is just continuing to develop and we see more and more of it. Well, that's because it was eradicated from our food chain, you know, almost, almost a hundred years ago. So, um, you know, the, the past of my mother really played a big part in the fact that I felt a duty. I felt the calling uh, in my own state, you know, within my own realm of, of family and individuals that, man, this is, this is something that could help prevent this. And, and we've been lied to over the past, you know, 70, 80 years about it. So I, I really think it's important to expose the true um, science behind it and, and what it's really doing to help fight cancer and fight uh, different, you know, um, diseases and everything around the world. Not only the medical benefits, but there's also huge, uh, you know, bio benefits in the earth itself. So And the psychological benefits and everything. I think science is going to come a long ways over the next next couple of years and uh i'm sorry to hear about your mom's passing that's uh that's a tragedy but uh you know i'm sure she'd be really proud of what you're doing with empire so um, of course of course and it's not an uncommon story where 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 we interact with vendors you know we have i think we have around you know 30, 40,000 different businesses on the platform. And it seems like everybody's been touched by this plant in a pretty, pretty heartfelt way. And a lot of people end up starting businesses because there is an emotional connection to why, and, and they want to be the provider for their community. Right? Yeah, it's truly, it's truly unbelievable, man, because we actually, uh, firsthand, I mean, I've seen time and time again, these people come in, never consumed marijuana in their life. 
don't know anything about CBD. All they know is that they've heard that the most recent research has, has shown that it's, it's helping things in scenarios with the same conditions that they're, they're battling. So they come in and, and I'm telling you, man, we've seen it. I can count over hundred times where we've seen tumor counts, markers coming down. People with Alzheimer's are starting to um, be able to have a long-term memory. People with tremors are being able to, to uh, ease their, you know, ease, ease that. So it's really, uh, it, it, I, I consider it a privilege. It's an honor to just be able to play a, a very minute part in somebody's life to be able to introduce them and educate them about, uh, the wonderful plant and, and how it can help in their, in their daily life, you know, so in their lifestyle. No, I think, I think it's really important that the people that do have a passion for this, this space and this product, you know, fills that role as a provider in their community. You're, you're obviously doing that because you know how easy it is for um, some random, you know, random person to start throwing out really terrible products online because you see it, right? And to have a little bit of control over the products, especially if you're going to consume them yourselves, or if you're if you're going to, you know, give them out to the community in the network within you know your world, it's probably really important to you to to have the right quality and know where it came from. What what's the supply chain been like, and how do you all think about quality control when it comes to your own products that you make over there at Empire? Yeah, so the supply chain has been uh, you know it's been consistent. I know uh, you guys at, at Chris.com have definitely uh, played a big role in us being able to source our raw materials that we use um, to make our, our end user products. As far as the quality control, uh, it really boils down to uh, making verifying, you know, we, we get third party um, COAs, certificate uh, of analysis on, on the product that we um, get. So it, it, a provider can give us COAs, but we always do our due diligence, make sure that that's verified and that uh, it's actually kind of crazy here in Alaska. We actually have the most strict um, rules as far as being with the Department of Agriculture being a registered um, with the hemp pilot program still. And uh, so for us, it's, it's really important that what we're putting out there is completely legitimate about what we say it is. I know that like you have mentioned that there's a lot of companies that are filling, trying to fill the space that they're selling junk, you know? It's and sad, it's you know, you, 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 see, you see people marketing products as if they're, you know, CBD or cannabinoid based products and it ends up being hemp seed oil. You see that on Amazon all the time. You bet. Right. And not only that, but, uh, you know, it, it, even, if, even it being marketed as CBD, you, you get it tested and, and come to find out that there's not really uh, that much CBD in it as, as it uh, advertises that there is. And really what it boils down to is when you're taking advantage of people's ignorance, you're taking advantage of people, you're turning them off of the whole realm of try this product out. And I can't, like you said, countless times, again, we've had people, individuals say, I've tried CBD and it doesn't work. It doesn't do what it says that it's supposed to do. I say, I'm not, I'm not here to talk crap about anyone's brand. I'm here to say, be optimistic about our brand and give our brand a try. And nine times out of 10, they come back and say, wow, you were right, man. I didn't know what I was taking before. And we, we, that's how we turn them onto our product. You know, and it's really, it really, really boils down to uh, integrity, the people that are, that are manufacturing these products it boils down to really where's where's their what drives them a lot of them man it's about the dollars it's about the profits here at empire we focus on education is first we got to be able to educate people how it's going to help what it's doing within their body why it's important to be consistent with it um and and, and really knowledge is power and and power comes comes to be be able to be strength you know and for me it's really about um uh, educating educating is huge and that's where people are here 
selling false promises all over the marketplace. And it really needs to be about my passion is where we're here to help people. And I don't want to talk bad about anybody either, but I have no problem talking about somebody that's doing some false marketing, you know, on yeah. products. Yeah, and, I'm not, and it's yeah, so yeah. widespread. I think everybody kind of looked at this and they want to jump on the train and, you know, uh, they don't even know the difference between, you know, any of the cannabinoids and they start selling hemp seed oil as, as a, as a, as a, as a CBD product. It's just, it's a shame, but, uh, you see it all over the place, man. I was going to ask you about Alaska. You know, you mentioned you're based in what, what, what town are you in Alaska there? We're actually in uh, Wasilla. Uh, so it's, it's part of the Matanuska Susitna borough here in Alaska. We have boroughs, not counties. Um, so a lot of people might, consumers of cannabis might uh, remember the strain MTF. I'm not going to enunciate that on, on here on the interview, but this is where, this is where it was born and bred. Um, yeah. You know, of course there's some, some, uh, wild stories about where it's gone, where it came from and stuff like that. But uh, that, that really put this place on the map in the cannabis realm. Um, and I, I was actually born in Alaska, grew up in California for some time, and then moved back to Alaska in 03. And I've been all over the state since and, and found my home here uh, back in 2005. So did you say ATF? MTF. Oh, the Mansuk. Is it the man? Yeah, Matanuska Thunder F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. No, so this, I, uh, is, this is the valley. We live in it. We live in a uh, pretty pristine part of Alaska. I would, I, I love it. It's probably the best part of Alaska I would consider to be. It's just this valley of mountains, man. Everywhere you look is, is mountains and is tundra for, for miles. So it's, it's, you know, even, even being down here in Seattle, I think everybody just started calling it ATF, Alaska, you know, but really the original strain was, was the, yeah, the original strain was based on the pro. It was supposed to be an off breed, off breed of the MTF. And that was, that's really, that's really the trick. Cause a lot of people claim that they have the original MTF. It's, you know, it's a lost strain, uh, you know, so, so there's a little bit of uh, controversy going on with the, that, that's, that's gotta be an Alaska. That's gotta be an Alaska local, you know, kind of debate there. I'm sure. There's a little battlefield, you know, somebody, somebody <laughs> actually did go to get the, uh, the strain. You can actually patent the strains, you know, nowadays. So somebody's uh, in the works of trying to do that. And, you know, so it's, it is what it is, you know, but um, it's just cool to see that Alaska is, is a little bit known out, out in the outskirts of the Cannabis realm for a certain strain. It has, it has a presence. That's, that is for sure. That is for sure. The, yeah. the, the, the growing season up there must be a little bit different in, 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 unless you're growing entirely indoors, right? Uh, yeah, know. I would say, I would say uh, 95% of our cultivation up here is, is uh, strictly indoors. So it's, it's a little bit more uh, uh, financially, you know, hindrance just because all the all the things that goes into place indoor versus outdoor we actually ourselves we have some hoop houses um that we actually do do a little bit of uh it's kind of a hybrid model we, we insulated the the walls with double insulation on the top in the summer we're able to grow with the sun and we actually operate them through the winter using infrared heat um things of that nature i do know uh there's a couple licenses that just that just started up here in alaska um to be able to grow hemp i know that they do plan on having their outdoor fields growing on this next summer. So we just, just, it just became part of the department of agriculture, just passed the, the laws on cultivating hemp. So now, now you've been growing for a little while. I'll let you kind of jump into that, but I got a question for you with the incredibly long days up there. Um, what's, what's the longest day? How many hours of sunlight do y'all get? I'll tell you, man, the longest day in the summer, summer solstice, it really doesn't even get dark. I, I'm not going to say that the sun is up in the sky for the entire day, right. but it doesn't get dark. I will tell you, uh, just maybe a week ago, it was winter solstice, shortest day of the year. 
I mean, you go to work, it's dark. You get off work, it's dark. Because the whole time you spend indoors, luckily enough, I got a window in my office. Right. But, uh, man, it's, it's uh, I would say, about six hours of, of, of light during the shortest day. The longest day, I mean, you have a whole month there where it's just, it doesn't get dark. That's amazing. We get a little bit of that in Seattle, and that was that was different for me, you know, coming from Tennessee where I where I grew up. But uh, Seattle, you get a little bit of that. But in in Alaska, I'm sure it's yeah, it, it barely gets dark in the summer. What does that do to the growing cycle if you are trying to grow outdoors? What, what yeah, does, it, does it affect the plants? Do they get a lot bigger with that much more sunlight, or do you have to field them a little bit? I, I don't, I don't, I don't have it with me. But uh, man, I got some plants that I grew outdoor. At my house is actually uh, the original mother plants that fired up our first cultivation. But these things were, I mean, these things were taller than me. And that just was one summer outdoors. It is a really great growing cycle. Our vegetables, um, all of our, all of our veg gets really big and grows fast in the summer. It is a shorter summer though. So right. you really only have a sh- very short season. I would say uh, max, you might be able to bust out two, two crops in an outdoor, outdoor uh, season. But that uh, definitely comes with its challenges. Uh, that being said, being it being light completely throughout the summer, you definitely have to have a way to you know do your light deprivation. Yeah, you have to do light dep up there. Otherwise, you know by by the time the equinox comes around, if you're trying to do like a fully natural harvest, right, you're gonna be you're gonna have snow on the ground, right? Yeah, yeah, you bet. Yeah, yeah. not just that. You know, we we did try some auto flowers, trying to still trying to track down a good reputable uh, you know auto flower um, um, company that has some good genetics. So it's a challenge. Uh, we're, we're trying to work through that right now, but, uh, yeah, we, we did try the auto flyer. It's the only other option as far as if, you, if you're not going to do your light up in the summer. Right. What's the regulatory environment been like up there in Alaska? And I'm sure you deal with other challenges too, right? As far as logistics. Um, I don't know if energy is an issue up there with our supply chain with lights and things like that. What has that been like for, you know, an Alaska local up there, you know, having yeah. a, so traditionally, I mean, you, you could compare uh, our cost of things is about equivalent to that of Hawaii. We're just so far out here that right. shipping everything up, cost up, cost money. The infrastructure is so much more expensive up here in Alaska to build just because of cost of shipping the materials up to get your infrastructure built. Uh, so it, it is a little bit more challenging and, and uh, a little bit more of a financial burden. I would say it's about you know 30 to 35 percent more. Um, than, than just, you know, living down in the States where everything's very, uh, you know, resourceful resources are close. Um, so it, it's been, I think I, since Corona, you know, the whole Corona pandemic, it has put a little hindrance on being able to uh, source certain things, um, that we have that were easily ran by before, but, you know, we actually order a lot of our stuff in bulk and we get it, we get it shipped from the States to be able to, uh, to be able to have a good supply of what we need for, for a good length, length of amount of time, just in case, because we live in Alaska. You don't know when the shipment supply might get shut off and uh, you, you know, you're SOL for a while. So right. we, we do try to plan for that. Right. Well, and that makes sense. It makes sense that you have a retail presence in Alaska, but then you also have a retail presence in Kona, Hawaii, right? Yeah. And that makes so much sense because your your business model is built around, you know, a little bit probably higher cost of goods sold. And so you have to be diligent about that. It makes a lot of sense that you went to Kona, maybe then Seattle or or, or the Pacific Northwest. What what did lead you to Kona? Or is that just where uh, where you're planning on having the vacation house? <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, before I actually got involved in the industry, I uh, had 
bought some property over on the Hilo side. So there's the Hilo side, which is like the, the wet and uh, rainforest. And then there's the Kona side. It's the opposite side of the island, which is a lot more sunny, a lot more touristy, things of that nature. So um, me buying the property in Hawaii, I've been over there a few times. It's been excellent. I know that uh, um, they do have a, a very good market as far as, you know, cannabis and, and, and the hemp product and stuff like that. It was an easy, it, it, it's weird to think think about it, but Alaska and Hawaii have a really synergistic relationship. There's a lot of American Samoans and, and a lot of Hawaiians that come to Alaska and, and, and find their place back at home in Hawaiians and vice versa. Us Alaskans, that's the closest uh, way for us to go have a vacation on the beach that, you know, so there's a lot of traveling between the two um, and, and there's a lot of relationships that are built between the two. Uh, actually ended up going over to, um, we went to go start a store in Hilo uh, on the other side of the island because we were going to build a little uh, vacation house on the property there and uh, ended up not finding finding a spot that was going to work. So I told me and my wife, we were, we were traveling at the time and so let's go over to Kona and see what we can find. Uh, man, it's, it's pretty amazing. We actually started in this little shack, this little shack that this dude used to sell pretzels out of in an alleyway. We, we uh, renovated it, you know, just new, nice and fresh paint job. And we were, we posted up, we w- worked out of there for three months until um, a spot right on, right on uh, Ali'i Drive, which is the right there hopping off the cruise ship. It's that main beach stretch opened up. We we're fortunate enough to get in there. And uh, man, it's been, it's been good since. I know the COVID kind of came in and, and you know, n- not knocked down on the travel, knocked down the tourists. Um, so we're just revitalizing that store now and uh, things are starting to look up so uh, you know it is it's actually really nice to be able to go over there we actually have a, a thing for our employees they can go over there for a month or two if they want work the store enjoy hawaii and uh, so it's a little bit of benefit for the company as well as a good way for us to be able to branch out nationally because because the cruise ships so the cruise ships come in and we get you know people from all over the world we're trying to introduce them to our product line hey try try us out they can take it back home. And, and since, since then, I mean, we've been seeing shipments to, you know, to China, Australia. I mean, we're talking all, all over the world. So it's great. Uh, it's, it's actually been a good advantageous resource for us to get our, our brand out there worldwide. Now that makes sense. And uh, from an employee morale, if you're, you know, if you're up there in Alaska to maybe take a couple weeks off uh, on the, on the darkest days to go down to Hawaii, it doesn't sound too bad. So yeah. <laughs> oh man, they, they love it. Yeah. Well, how, how did you all come up with the name Empire? Is there a meaning behind it other than, you know, kind of the obvious, you know, play on words there? What's, uh, yeah. What, what was the intention there? Okay. So, uh, originally it was, it was a thought of mine that, um, you know, I really wanted to build this, this, um, it was almost like an, a dream of a summer camp up here in Alaska, just like a Empire, you know, a cannabis friendly event event uh, place where people could come out from around the world and enjoy being on the lake and just be able to, you know, uh, enjoy Alaska. Uh, it really led into going, um, it, it's kind of strange. Okay. So here in Alaska, we had uh, cannabis, which uh, marijuana was able, was recreational. Yep. Recreationally went legal. Uh, so we filed for some licenses. We actually ended up um, getting our license as uh, so let me back up. We, we, we're selling CBD products, right? This is before we started our own brand. We were selling CBD products under our recreational cannabis store. Well, what had happened was uh, the way that the regulations were written here in the state looked at anything cannabis genus, so anything made from hemp, 
anything made from marijuana was considered to be marijuana. So what happened was uh, the marijuana control board here in Alaska, they came in and handed us our license to grow marijuana, cannabis, and they ended up seizing $30,000 of our, our CBD product. This is at our, at our recreational cannabis establishment. No kidding. So I was, man, I was, I was livid. You know, we, we actually still have a standing lawsuit against, against the state. Um, so in, in reality, I, I had uh, partnered with, with a good friend of mine at the time and said, I can't hold this license. If you hold the license, we'll get a trailer. We'll get you guys set up in a store right outside our, our recreational cannabis store. You guys can sell CBD. The name originally didn't license under my name because I couldn't hold it while we were doing a cannabis. So, um, and, and it really boiled down to, well, what are we going to call it? Right. And right. I, and the name just came out, you know, just like empire, because that's really what we want to build. We want to build a little bit of a, of a movement, right. That, that really boils down to health and wellness within the cannabis plant and, and how we can educate on that and how that can take place. Um, so it just kind of stuck from there. We, it was, it was really uh, supposed to be just a temporary store at the, at, next to our, our recreational cannabis store. It started catching on. We started getting a lot of people, and we still do today. We get, get a lot of people that actually are not consumers of marijuana, are strictly coming to, into our store. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even step foot into a recreational dispensary. Mm-hmm. They, come into, they come into Empire because they, they hear that it's doing wonderful things for all these other people. And, and a lot of, you know, a lot of our businesses word of mouth and they come in there and they, they're seeking education. They've never consumed marijuana. They're there strictly for the health and wellness benefits of the cannabinoids. And that's what we're there to educate them on and, and hook them up with whatever's best to suit them. Oh, that's amazing. And it's, it's a kind of a testament to, you know, you being in this industry for a minute and dealing with those kind of challenges, right. Of, the marijuana control board, I think is what you called it up there in Alaska. It's, it's the liquor and cannabis board down here in Washington. And, and, okay. you know, there's a lot of positive stories, but there's also, you know, a fair amount of negative stories of, of, um, over-regulation or, um, you know, maybe not, uh, 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 uh enforcing the rules equitably across the industry, you know, and there's all kinds of challenges that come with, you know, something new like cannabis being legalized because it's like you said, since 1937, it's been more or less illegal. So it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out, but uh, it's a proud work for being able to survive, you know, something like a $30,000 seizure, you know, that's, that's, it was, it was devastating for us because we had, that was the the only source of income that we had right time. And we were just, we, we hadn't even opened our recreational store yet. So it was a matter of do or die. You know, it was like everything was on the line. I had invested all of our, all of our capital into these products that were our only source of income, you know? And, and when they pulled it all, we had nothing, nothing to carry us, carry us through. So it was, uh, we're very fortunate that we, that we made it through that challenging time. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I would say that, uh, it took a lot of heart and a lot of uh, perseverance to get through it because it was, it was a big blow to us, man. I'm sure it did. It sounds gut wrenching to me, you know, to think about the things that happened to, you know, Kush on, in, in some of the early days, you know, whether it be a credit card processor holding on to $40,000 one time on us and, you know, with, with no date inside of when we were, whenever we would get it back. Right. Um, all kinds of different things that, you know, as a, as an industry, we have to work through. And so proud work of getting through, we, getting through that. We've had that happen as well too, man. And, and it's really, uh, 
you know, it's a big push for us to see banks starting to open, open up for us and, and right. to become available and stuff. Cause we're really here to be legitimate business people, man. We're not here. Of there, there are always going to be those in the industry that, that are there to take advantage of you or that are, you know, snakes or embezzlement, things of that nature. But man, well, there's plenty of us out here that have proven over the years that we're here to be professional. We're here to really fill a needed space. And I think that, uh, you know, I think that we're really up against a big, big machine. It's called big pharma. And that's really where a lot of the pushback, a lot of the lobbyists being in, being in, uh, these legislatures' pockets, it, it really boils down to man. We we need to look at a better, more wholesome, natural um, substance that we could be consuming. We're not getting people addicted to these, you know, pharmaceutical drugs. That's really where where we come in and try to replace what you know, replace those pharmaceutical drugs that you may be taking. And we're natural, hundred percent natural. And I think it's really smart of you as a business owner to look at this, you know, as a as a greater health and wellness you know, business. Right. And that can include so much more. We're, 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 I was just talking to another vendor on the platform about that uh, before we hopped on this interview. And it's the hemp industry is so much more than just the hemp industry or just CBD. Right. It's, it's the, it's a combination of hemp products and, and other products that are shown to be effective or shown, shown to help people or, or make people feel better. So it'll be interesting to see all of the interesting products that are popping up and, and what it looks like five years from now, as I'm sure you all are working on over there at Empire. Yeah. Also, man, I, I think, uh, you know, you may have read the story about what, what hemp is able to do. And, you know, they've, they've grown hemp in Chernobyl, um, and oil remediation and all of that oil remediation, heavy metals. I mean, it dissipate it's dissipating it from the soils. And then you have a, a, even a byproduct, the plant that you can, you can use for textiles and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, speaking right. of our product line, uh, you know, we're, we really <clears throat> strive on creating the best quality product that we can, something that's customized to really um, your condition, something that you might be dealing with, a debilitating medical condition, uh, something that's, that's in your neuropath, whatever it may be, we're actually here to uh, support specifically your needs. So we have different blends, different terpene blends that mix in our oils that uh, <clears throat> will target certain areas um, in your body and really just work synergistically with your body and, and who, who you are because everyone's body is a little bit different the way they intake, the way they digest stuff, things of that nature. Um, we do have, you know, working on a couple different product lines, something for uh, the ladies, working on some uh, nanotech stuff as far as some drinks. Um, so our product line, we just try to make sure that we're doing things right. We got our, you know, quality control in place and we're also, um, you know, running our, our proper, our proper tests and, and things like that to, to know how this is, product is being consumed. Um, you know, just different um, scenarios that may come into play during, uh, during the process of bringing on a new product into our line. So. Awesome. Well, Kirby, everybody can find your products on kush.com. You should, you have a storefront up there called Empire and, uh, Man, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Good luck with everything up there in Alaska and proud work, you know, fighting for this plant that's so important to you. So thank you so much for your time on the interview today. Excellent, Chase. Hey, appreciate you guys at Kush.com. You guys have been an excellent source for us. So uh, we hope we hope to uh, continue this this partnership and, and bring us to the next level. So appreciate you, man. God bless. Right on, Kirby. We'll talk soon. All right, brother.